Tomatoes Podcast. Roses are red and snorts helium. If you're listening to us, you probably cannot afford Spotify Premium. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome back to the Humidus Podcast, um, where we talk about pop culture in all forms and facets in a very unprofessional and um, not, not so very serious way. But that's the way we do hear it. That does not mean, however, that our opinions are any less valid. They are objectively infallible. I'm your host for today, Steph. And with me, of course, is none other than N himself. Hello. <laughs> hey, what happened to the helium? It's gone? Yeah. Yeah? Turns uh, out it doesn't doesn't last that long when you huff it through the nose. That's... you went the nose route. The, the thing is, it kind of kind of makes your breathing more of a, you know, the nose trumpet. Right. <laughs> You're gonna end up sounding like those, um... <laughs> those uh, trumpet Draco heads in, uh, in Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, can can that enemy get an award for the most stupid, silly enemy in the entire game? <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess kind of until you have to face like ten of them at once on different branches down the the Melania Halley tree. <laughs> True, but it's kind of hard to be mad at them though when all you hear is like, dude. Yeah. Dude. You. Dude. And then you should see just... some PVP videos with that weapon. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so elden ring happened mm-hmm. um i i almost said it came and went but it's still going strong there's a lot of people playing it still and i assume it's very popular on twitch still yeah and uh most people have gone through it uh or at least well a lot of people have gone through it and the speed running is already getting up there with uh the fastest clear time i saw was 37 minutes it's the 33.55 now. Right. I expect no less. And, um, no, I, I, expe- I expect less, actually. <laughs> Literally. Um, I, and I also saw this one character... No, character, I say. This, uh, this one guy who took down some bosses using bananas. Hmm. Like, real bananas uh, wired <laughs> up to be a controller. So... <laughs> I mean... Gamers are, uh, you know... On one hand, they are incredible. On the other hand, they uh, they do stuff like uh, the Draco heads, the, the lumps of <laughs> fat that use the trumpets for weapons. <laughs> yeah. It's a very mixed bag. How can one be so impressive and at the same time so... You know, I'll, I'll, I'll stop my thought there. Anyway, <laughs> how yeah. many hours are you into it right now? <clears throat> I'm... Um... So I ended my first playthrough at around 100 and 125 hours. Okay. Uh, that's when I got the platinum. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. You you're you can almost compete with a completionist at this point, I guess. Yeah, I I did save scum though. Uh, at the end, the using the cloud save backup just to get all three endings. Oh right. Or, or the three of them that gives you an uh, a, a trophy. Uh huh. Uh, and then I'm 12 something hours into my second one. Mm-hmm. Is that a new game plus or a different character? A uh, different character. Okay. Um, trying out the strength build. Alright. Strength is a lot of fun until you have to face multiple opponent bosses. Yeah, but I've, I've uh, tried some of the speedrun uh, stuff, so I've gotten my uh, plus 9 
uh, grafted sword, you know, the one with the million swords. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, after about three or four hours. As, is, as right. in plus, plus nine somber, so it's like one for one off the, the, the final level. Yeah. The grafted sword, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting. I, I did my first, well, I completed my first playthrough. Got uh, Ronnie's ending. Because mm -hmm. Ronnie is best girl and Blade is uh, best guy. And uh, me being the extreme fanatical Berserk fan, of course I need everything referencing Berserk in the game. Which might be impossible because there's so much in this game. <laughs> uh, probably because the author of Berserk, uh, Miura Kentoro, passed away recently. Hmm. Um, I assume that had some influence in how many references are in this game. So, um, but you know, it's something we can appreciate. And mm -hmm. it seems like, you know, Berserk had a lot of cool designs on things, and uh, which means the people that are not fans of Berserk can appreciate it too. Yeah, and I think in general, a lot of uh, like developers from different like medias, especially in Japan, have. Uh, through the time stated that, you know, Berserk has been a huge influence on yeah. all of their work, you know. It's, it's yeah. kind of a staple, old, old school thingy, almost, in Japan. It is, yeah. Came out in the late 80s, mm -hmm. the first chapter. Kept going from there. Um, and yeah, read it if you haven't. And if you feel like you need something different to read, it's, it's amazing. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that can of worms though because that's <laughs> gonna take me like five or six episodes knowing me uh, <laughs> but yeah so what do you feel about Elden Ring now I um to me it's the best game that's ever made um, oh wow wow mm -hmm. now that's a claim yeah um I honestly thought it would take years before someone could like uh, thrown over Breath of the Wild for, for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but this has done it. And uh, by pretty large margin, I would say. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, compared to Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I I genuinely think that uh, developers of like open world games, they need to step it up now. That's um, true. Yeah. Now, I think it this this is game has blown me away in so many ways um mm -hmm. just the size you know and yeah. just like i've i've i played like a hundred hours and then i discover a whole new like area you know right and that area looks like fucking insane as well like mm -hmm. most of them do and yeah, which, just, which area are we talking about uh the um, what's it called the azula the the tornado place in the sky ah yeah 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 yeah. <clears throat> oh man as you got there after 100 hours mm-hmm damn <laughs> yeah it's it really is the game that just keeps on giving and there's always something to discover and something to get fucked in the arse by mm-hmm mm -hmm. uh, in a good way I guess for the most part um I had some legitimate frustrations with this game <laughs> but I also had a lot of good times yeah so well, I don't agree that it's... Uh, well, no. I'm, I'm gonna rephrase that. For me, it's not the best game ever made, but it is a very good title, and it sets a huge precedent for the rest of the 2020s, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I, I absolutely agree with you that the um, in terms of open world design, this one's up there. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, and in terms of um, scale, when it comes to not only like on the X plane, but the Y plane as well, like depth wise, when it comes to yeah, like you said, after 100 hours, you discovered a whole new area with the tornadoes and stuff, and then you can go for a while before discovering Nokron, for example, a huge mm -hmm. underground city. Mm -hmm. um, then you have, like, the temple uh, that I don't remember the name of right now, that you can just get, li like, this this um, thingamajig item, and suddenly you can flip it on its head and do it <laughs> upside down. Yeah, the the Carrion Study Hall. Right, right, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff in here, and a lot of it is good. And I, I don't think I've enjoyed an open world this much probably since Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm -hmm. But for different reasons, though. Because um, Red Dead is like, when it comes to feeling lived in, um, then I feel like Red Dead is like, top three but Elden Ring when it just comes to fun of exploration I guess Elden Ring is like fucking up there yeah I've I've, I've heard this said from uh, some some other you know uh, reactors and uh, journalists that, that I, I can't really say I played an open world game that can justify being this big you know mm-hmm uh, usually it's a lot of empty areas or like trivial places and I know that it is in Elden Ring as well but it's just it never feels unnecessary no it doesn't I, I've also seen criticism um, I've seen people uh, fire those same shots towards Elden Ring um, that you know there are quite a few open empty spaces but I don't know, man. Like, I don't feel that way. Because Torrent runs pretty fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and oftentimes, the view is yeah. so good yeah. that you, you just, like... You, you can just, like, take that in. And by the time you've taken it in and taken a breath, suddenly you find another bunch of enemies. Or you mm -hmm. find a caravan pulled by the ogres that are impaled. Mm -hmm. Um or you see some structure a little bit over in the distance that you know has something for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's always something like that in Elden Ring. And I do not, I feel like it's justified to have those kind of small stretches of just, okay, we put a lot of time into making this place look amazing. Uh, we'll give you some time to take it in. We'll be a little bit self-indulgent. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It never bothered me in this game. No, I've I've noticed that a lot of the like geometry design is has to be especially made for you to take in the sights. Yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely genuinely believe so. And it's justified. I, I feel like because this game yeah, I mean the graphic fidelity is not like top notch, but what is is the art design. Mm -hmm. The way it looks like this this whole thing this is the team's baby, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a passionate team that really made the feel and the aesthetic of all this. They they really want, made um, their love child here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
and you can hear this is a very good example of our good great art design uh just making graphical fidelity pretty much almost irrelevant mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah oh, man. Um, i heard uh I, th I think FromSoft came out with a some sort of announcement that all, all of their employees would get a pretty big raise yeah i mean FromSoft, that's a good move. Mm -hmm. I think they've earned it. Yeah, they, uh, at least in my eyes, they're pretty good guys when it comes to, you know, game developers. Yeah, seems like it. Really seems like it. Yeah. And uh, actually, um, a guy that I uh, went to uni with, um, not someone that I know very well, but he actually is an uh, assistant producer on the game. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and he, um, he's been posting on Facebook about it, especially leading up to the, to the release and stuff, because I think he was also in charge a lot of, um, he, he did some marketing and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that he was really excited about working there. And it, he gave the impression that he was really anxious for people to get their hands on it, but also nervous. And I'm like, if you're sitting on, a game like this, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And you're still nervous. I'm wondering. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show that these people aren't cocky yet, at least, and that's good. No, I, I, I think they they pretty much expected like, you know, veterans or fans to to enjoy it. Yeah. But it's gotten really popular, like outside, you know, the fan base. Uh, yeah. This one really, um, uh, you can't really call FromSoft, um, what do you call it, like a niche genre or like niche developer anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, they, if anything, they've sort of claimed their place as a, a top dog AAA uh, developer yeah. now with this game. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. Yeah, and, uh, I, I even saw like tweets from... Uh, I think Ubisoft uh, employees and uh, Guerrilla Games kind of being like <laughs> mad. Did you see that? Uh, that was a whole shebang, wasn't it? Yeah, like, first of all, are, are you guys for real? Like, how <laughs> fucking petty can you be? Yeah, like, yeah. They, they were like, it's obvious that uh, players don't care for user experience. But <laughs> I, I guess it's more obvious that they don't really understand what players want, you know? Yeah. No matter how, how high we shout that we don't want fucking, like, uh, the UI fucking clotted with icons and map directions and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I'm trying to find these again. The fucking... Because this was a whole thing, and, and it... It really blew up in their faces, too. Mm -hmm. And apparently they locked their accounts now. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, yeah because Ubisoft, Guerrilla, I don't know. Well, what did Guerrilla do? Is that the ones that made uh, Horizon? Yep. Okay. I, I didn't really expect this kind of thing from them because they have a good thing going. Mm -hmm. You know, Horizon is doing good. Um, maybe it was a little bit unfortunate that they launched so close to Elden Ring, but at the same time, it's Horizon. It's going to sell well. I mean, and, and you've already gotten praise for your open world and all that kind of stuff. However, Ubisoft uh, is in shambles right now, mm -hmm. creatively. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, did you see the the latest um, DLC for uh, Valhalla? I've just seen the name and, and read what it's about. Right. So I gotta say, it looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what the fuck is even Assassin's Creed anymore? Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, they they don't know. Like, this should have been a new IP, and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Ubisoft is the most formulaic. Like, I I played Far Cry Six because I wanted junk food and I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But. And while I did enjoy my time with it, I, it was so formulaic. It was so, so incredibly checklist gaming mm-hmm. um, that it, it's just, yeah, it's junk food. It's like, if you have nothing to play and just want to mindlessly go into something, clearing off um, outposts and checking things off the list and the map, then yeah, sure, you can play them. But uh, Ubisoft is struggling. Uh, they should really take some cues from FromSoft here. Yeah, because I gotta say the same as you, because I played, I platinumed uh, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that took me about the same time as it did in Elden Ring. Uh-huh. Uh, but I felt like Elden Ring just flashed past my eyes, you know, whilst yeah. Valhalla was kind of a chore. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. I never finished that game, um, even though I thought it was decent. Yeah, it 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 was good, but I think uh, by my now new and improved standards, I I don't think so. Yeah, um, I think part of the reason why I played the game was was because like it was one of the the first you know, next-gen sort of games that was out by the time I got my Series X and I wanted to have it flex its muscles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I did get what I wanted in that regard because it looks pretty... Uh, the load times were super fast and, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I played maybe like 30 hours and uh, then I kind of jumped over to the next thing and never felt compelled to go back to it and finish it. No. So, and it was the same thing with Odyssey. Even though I might have, I enjoyed Odyssey probably more because I I'm a, I'm more into you know, uh, Greek mm-hmm. history and and mythology and all that. Uh, I also did not care very much for the, for the accents and and stuff like that in the, in Valhalla. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, yeah, I I don't know, FromSoft. You, you guys. I hope. I ho- I just wish all the best for you. Fuck yeah. the noise. I I found the tweets here. Oh, you did. First guy says the fact that Elden Ring scored a 97 Metacritic is proof that reviewers don't give a flaming poop about game user experience. My life is a lie. <laughs> then comes someone else and chimes in. Nor PC graphics, stability, and performance apparently. And then the third guy. Uh, comes in and says, no request design, really. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a prime example of... Three little uh, kids crying to me. Yeah. And people that are just so extremely out of touch with mm-hmm. the gamer community. Because, well, yeah. 
I guess Gorilla is a little bit of an outlier here, but or an anomaly, but but Ubisoft in particular has gotten the same like the, the, at least 60% of the criticisms that have been leveled at them uh, has been the same for all their IPs of their games that have been released lately. Mm-hmm. The past fucking I don't know uh, since when? Since uh, well, when did that shit start with Ubisoft? Around the time Watch Dogs One came out, I remember I really enjoyed Black Flag. Assassin's Creed, um, there were some decent games after that, I guess, but then, bro, you know, Breakpoint, Far Cry 4, maybe 5. I mean, these are all, they're they're all good games, they're just not, you know, they don't have, really have that X Factor at all. Yeah, no innovation, it's just, um, extremely formulaic. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, They've all gotten criticism for it in all their IPs. And, you know, the Ubisoft DNA is the same all over now. And, mm-hmm. uh, they've always gotten criticism for it. How can this person just not hear these things after so many years? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, just goes to show, I guess, mm-hmm. that maybe it's time for a little bit of a switch up in the teams. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I but now I'm curious though. What's what's the next uh, competitor for Elden Ring gonna be? I I don't know. It's from next game, I guess. <laughs> Do you? I, I really hope that's Bloodborne too. Okay, so there there are uh, rumors uh, that Bluepoint, because they've announced they're now working on a new IP, because they've only done. Uh, rem- remakes or remasters, you know? Uh, they yep. did both Shadow of the Colossus and uh, Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. All good, really good remakes. Yeah. Uh, sources say they are doing Bloodborne 2. Okay. Um. You did hmm. not hear it here, here first. Uh, I am just, you know, spreading the, the lies. <laughs> yeah, you're you're doing scene just work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how I f- how I feel about that. I you know, I, I mean, clearly they have an eye for quality and all that, so that's uh, cool. I I believe it was like under the the guidance of Miyazaki. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I I do believe that they have to adhere to certain parameters, uh, mm-hmm. certain aspects that you know. Is part of the FromSoft DNA. Um, so I mean, I, I really hope it's gonna be good. I, I do think that they have the capability of doing so, mm-hmm. but but uh, yeah, where do FromSoft go from here? Because would it be smart to return to a very close uh, linear game, or do they have to kind of? Do you think they feel they have to? I mean, do you think they feel they have to do anything? Or are they like super, super, you know, uh, confident in their creativity? I do think that occasionally taking slight departures such as uh, Sekiro, Mm -hmm. uh, doing these kind of things too, is good for them because um, Elden Ring, what's really new in Elden Ring is the world. Mm -hmm. But the gameplay is uh, still very much the same as it is Dark Souls 3 exactly yeah Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I don't know how long they can keep doing the exact same, you know, how without changing something. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are th certain technical problems and stuff as well in this game that were present since Dark Souls 1. Uh, that were no less a frustration now than it was then. Um, so, I mean, there are a couple of things that I, I, I really hope they do switch it up. To, but I, I personally don't feel they have to do open world necessarily. Um, no. And I do kind of think that maybe it's good for them to, you know, try some some new directions as well. Or or let's say a spin-off. Or, you know, like Sekiro. You know, it's considerably different. Mm -hmm. And that one was a narrative experience. Yeah. Um, and all that. I, I think they should still do these kind of, like, experiments. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. And they learned quite a bit from Sekiro, which they put into Elden Ring, like the stealth and all that, which which I like. Because um, um, I'm afraid that they're going to stick a little bit too much to formula. Hmm. I mean, I, I would be fine with that, because to me, they could make this exact same uh, gameplay for until I die, and I would be perfectly, <laughs> perfectly satisfied. Uh, it sure is better than Ubisoft sticking to formula. That's that's true. I wouldn't be mad at them for that either. You know, I would still play all their games and probably love them, but mm -hmm. but you know, just just in case, I, I I would I would be intrigued to see what they could do with all that creativity in other directions as well. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess it's more about that. Um, yeah, and if they're gonna go in for the long haul. And then they have time to make to try new things but they also and they while at the same time having time to go for the more uh, the formula expanding on the formula that they know people love mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the way I feel at least yeah ooh what if they made uh, a game in the Game of Thrones universe yeah that would be cool I I would really enjoy uh you know, uh, mainly uh, human game. I think we, we touched on this uh, a long while ago with Hammer. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would be cool, you know, kind of uh, White Walkers. Uh, if we're doing the, the Song of Iron Knights, like storyline, like White Walkers would be endgame, right? And maybe yeah. a dragon, but it would mostly be soldiers. And that could be cool. Uh, yeah. If you, if you can make some sort of like gameplay out of you know the, the intrigues and the politics uh, mm -hmm. could also be cool yeah make it a very narrative experience mm -hmm. yeah I mean there is a lot of ways they can go from there and but what do you know what George R. R. Martin did for Elden Ring specifically yeah I mean he, I'm okay so he did he wrote um, the, the basis for the story. So what okay. happened before the Sundering of the Elden Ring? Uh-huh. That is what uh, George R. R. Martin wrote. Okay. So sort of the the baseline of, of the story. So I, I guess he made up the character names and such. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. So like until the the like this the, the event that happens uh, before the game, which kind of splits the world and fucks it up and you know 
Yeah. So that's what he wrote. And then uh, Miyazaki built it from there. Interesting. Mm hmm. Mr. Mark himself. Did you see that uh, people went to call him to say that he was dung eater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D um, did you know that there is a dung eater ending? Yeah. Uh, isn't that uh, isn't that like the bad ending, so to speak? There are a lot of bad endings. I I think I so I did three of them. Mm -hmm. uh, there are two more that I haven't YouTube yet. I'm I'm gonna try to do the dung one uh, on this playthrough, and then I'll probably Google the the faith one with yeah. the gold mask and uh, the, the priest guy. Yeah. Because. The ending I did was the Lord of the Frenzied Flame. Because that's also kind of like a bad ending, isn't it? Yeah, and it's very hidden. You you have to go like all the way down the sewers in the royal yeah. capital. And then you have to defeat the fucking hard boss. Uh -huh. uh, and then you have to hit the throne behind him and it opens a secret passage. Then you have to parkour and dodge like super hard hitting uh, like fanatics. <laughs> then you have to remove all your clothes and then open the door into the three-fingered hand. Right. Then you become you in, you inhibit chaos and you get these glowing eyes, which are really cool. And uh, the ending is basically you kind of fall over and uh, you your head gets replaced by sort of a small black hole. And then, uh, yeah, you as the, the Lord of uh, Chaos just like walks around and happily waves his arms with the entire world fucking blazing. Yeah, and then, then you, then you uh, trick one of the uh, leaders of Kislev into shooting their own gods, and <laughs> then you essentially start the campaign of Total War Warhammer Three as yeah, the Demon yeah. Prince. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I haven't seen the dung or the faith one yet, but I think that Lord Offensive Flame was my favorite ending because you get some extra uh, dialogue from uh, the the one I, you know, your guide. Yeah. The, the girl. Uh, yeah. She uh, comes and picks up Torin's ring and uh, says she'll follow you to the end, giving you what you deserve. Destined death. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's all about that. I also like how she's the most sassy, maybe unintentionally sassy character in the entire game because she just shows up and be like, "I see that you are indeed maidenless." <laughs> and uh, all the betas and the simps playing this game felt that in their heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, did you? But but she she doesn't fuck around though. I mean, have you? Did you summon her in the in the fight against Morgoth? Uh, no. Cause like she can scrap. <laughs> yeah, I believe. <laughs> uh... I I wasn't I didn't know what I was expecting when I saw that I could summon her as an NPC, but I did, and she just like teleport she just you know like bleach flash steps around the map throwing all kinds <laughs> of like these elemental spells and shit i mean she uh she, she does some damage she she went to the bleach academy of uh kido mm -hmm. yeah do do you think she's related to rena 
or Ronnie. Ronnie, I'm Ronnie. sorry. Because, um, you know, they, they both are missing one eye and they have this kind of rune symbol. Yeah, and I mean, Ronnie has sisters, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, something I mean, happens be... in the Ronnie ending where she, she kind of has another face sharing yeah. the blind eye. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna be a little bit honest and say that the story kind of lost me a little bit between all the, the random nouns and words and jargon, yeah. jargon they threw at me but it's without hard. much context. Yeah. It is hard. Like, I've got a, a, a general understanding, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've read some items, uh, uh -huh. but I'm still waiting for a body video to, to put out a, a lore walkthrough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think I will appreciate it more once I see that because I I don't mm -hmm. with Dark Souls One, I had the time and the the enthusiasm to really sit and just dig deep and be like, all right, I'm gonna find this out myself. But now, I don't know. This is the fourth time around, I guess, ish that we get thrown all these jargon without context in our faces with all this like, you know. And I'm just like, all right, uh, I guess that's the new boss. Let me just fight it, you know. Ooh, that place looks nice. <laughs> yeah. A um, little bit like that now. I guess my patience isn't what it used to be. Yeah, um, so uh, did you do all the uh, all the optional bosses? I mean, not all the, you know, the small dungeon ones, but like the, the unique ones? Uh, well, I didn't see a list, but I did a fair amount. Did you do Melania? Yes. That is... I think that is my favorite boss fight of all time in any game. I now think. look, Melania, I have a couple of things that I really like about that fight. Not, well, more about her design, I guess. Because mm -hmm. uh, in the first phase, she wears the armor that Farnese from Berserk uses when she's like an inquisitorial knight mm -hmm. uh, in Berserk and the, the armor looks very much similar especially the helmet and I really enjoy that yeah uh, and then the second phase in the cinematic when she just you know goes all uh, rot winged angel mm -hmm. mm. like she, she just looks so cool yeah and at the and intimidating at the same time uh, I, I just really really like her design in, in all the phases, and she's just cool. She's also kind of like um, if Erisa from Fairy Tale um, had a baby with Nurgle. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like a mix between her and a Pox Walker and a Great Unclean one, which is always cool. Uh, I'm just glad they didn't put in the um, the Unclean one diarrhea attack from Warhammer <laughs> 3. Yeah. Oh, what I think I enjoy a lot about the design and, and kind of her being the sort of uh, you know the mother of the Scarlet Rot sort of yeah. uh, is how not rotty she looks if, if you know what I mean yeah she's very regal and like just nice <laughs> you know? yeah true fair uh, enough and I have to say like when I first walked in there and she comes with the Heed my words. I am Melania, <laughs> Blade of Mikala, and I yeah. have never known defeat. I yep. got fucking goosebumps. And then oh you God. knew defeat. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this actually was the fight that broke me. Oh shit, okay. I yeah. had 
four bosses left in the game. It was her, and it was the three bosses up till, you know, the end. Yeah. Uh, the guy who gave you all the knowledge, uh, God, Godric, Godfrey, whoever, and like, the fucking Elden Beast. Godric, yeah. Um, yeah. I did, I think, a hundred plus attempts. And all the way up until this point, I had never used summons, I had never used the, the, the spirits. Uh-huh. It was just me and my sword. And it fucking broke me. <laughs> so after about a hundred tries, I did summon the Mimic Terror, and I one-shot her. Yeah, Mimic yeah, Terror is bullshit. Mimic Terror is so <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Mimic Terror. You know the funny thing is I just saw because I did, I didn't I, I guess I picked up the mimic terror but I didn't really think about it. Uh, yeah. Then I saw this clip of this guy using uh, dual wield katanas with bleed buildup, mm-hmm. and he summoned the mimic terror on Melania. They got to phase two. Then he summoned the the mimic terror. They both pincer attacked her, mm-hmm. and her and she just got deleted. I'm like what. What? Yeah. What the fuck? This, 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 this is not balanced. But I guess, you know, it, it is, um, it was a little bit of luck too, I guess, because sometimes the summons get absolutely thunderfucked, and other mm. times they, they are poggers. Um, and it's also the case of, you know, some builds are better against certain bosses, but weak against others. Mm-hmm. Um,. But it still looked bullshit in <laughs> that clip. Mm-hmm. Mimic there. I still elected not to use Mimic there, even after I saw that. I still swear to my Knights of Astoria just because I've already <laughs> leveled them. And Yeah, I mean, several must have been nice for Melina because she has zero poise. So just having people hitting her yeah. and actually rotating aggro. Yeah, and having that... Um, you know, strength build, uh, strength sword and board with like the giant shield and the giant sword, like the my good old trusty Swihander, um, and the dragon shield thing. Mm-hmm. All that just jump attack, and she, you know, it was a stagger fest. But at the same time, the fight that broke me was essentially any fight that was two versus one, hmm. uh, especially the gargoyle one. <laughs> And I don't know what it was. Maybe I just... It took a while for me to just get the rhythm down or just to um, get that one run where things line up. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. Just having... Having... One gargoyle constantly in your face while the other one does the breath attack. And then the breath attack, once it kind of... It's very hard to see if you're a distance away from it. And you can see that he does the attack, but it's very hard to see when it reaches your position. And not only does it give you super fast poison buildup, but the attack itself also just, like, fucking shaves your health like no tomorrow. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Yeah. I gotta say, I still think that fight was just bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the thing with me on that fight is I had already been to the mountaintop of the giants. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I had learned the, the moveset of one of them. Mm-hmm. And I had also killed the guy outside Grang's uh, temple. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the super high level 
Gar uh, Gargoyle. Yeah, Blackblade Kindred, I yeah. think his name is. So yeah. I kind of had the moveset down to, uh, to... I had it down. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually... I figured out exactly when the second one spawned, and I would just hit Max Gear and fucking destroy the first one, yeah. trying to pluck proc lead just to have him killed as he spawned or is pretty fast. Yeah. And it worked out. Uh, just it, the poison thing really fucked me as well. Yeah. It's suddenly just there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just all the entire floor and you just hit ah, oh, ah, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dagger City and it's game over. Oh, mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. most, at least most likely. But yeah, I, it might have also been that I just had a little bit of bad luck with the run, you know? Um, yeah. And all that. It's a lot of possibilities, but that fight is definitely the one I spent the longest on. Hmm. It's like that one. Uh, the double crucible knights sucked ass. Uh, I don't know if I did the double crucible knight fight. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as the gargoyle one for me, at least in terms of tries. But the crucible knights also can just suck the fattest dick in the universe. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, especially because when you have a slow weapon and you play defensively, then it's uh, they they really yeah they're just annoying. If you do not parry them, they are super bitchy. Yeah, exactly. Because parry is the counterplay to them, and I don't parry. <laughs> I shield no. bash, but they have infinite poise, so that doesn't work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. So there's there's one. There's one boss, or, or there's one voice line that I really want to... It just hits me, you uh -huh. know? Uh, it's Godfrey. Uh, the real Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, so the next to the last boss, or sort of. When he defeats you uh, in the first phase, yeah. he goes like, Tarnished warrior, twas nobly fought. He's so fucking smug. And he's so, yeah, you yeah. know, so royal and regal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I just love him. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Godfrey, Godfrey has no chill. No. But, um, it's also the, <laughs> there, there's also the one with, uh, what's his name again? Rykard. Uh, the snake guy. Oh yeah, I didn't die to him. Ah, well, I did. Mm -hmm. uh, this one it was one time I died because he, um, you know, in, in phase two, when he just like fucking comes out of the snake, and then there's this section where he just puts his sword up to the sky and everything becomes red, and like these skulls keep coming after you, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. yeah. So, what also happened was that I just ran and didn't pay attention to where Rykard himself was <laughs> and suddenly he was like just right on top of me and I was backed into a corner and the problem with that is he has this magma under him mm -hmm. which works the same as the poison breath from the gargoyles so it's like ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like stagger city and then you're done uh, second time easy breezy but first time I got trapped and I was like but then he's like 
now we shall devour the gods together. <laughs> he has this really nasty voice that I can't replicate because it's so fucking throaty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's just so disgusting, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, he, he kind of seemed like a Bloodborne boss, to be honest. Yeah, very much so. And um, I can appreciate that. Uh, did you... I know we talked about the dung eater. Did did you fight him or kill him down in the sewers? Uh, no, I never went that far. Oh my god, because <laughs> his voice lines when he's aggroed, yeah, they are so amazing. He just runs around like spewing a lot of this like super nasty magic, and he's just like, "Bless you," because <laughs> he's fucking mad, right? He's like super fucked up. Yeah. Uh, he just explodes into magic and just his skulls fly out of him and he just runs around the screen, bless you. <laughs> Dung Eater, yeah, he's uh, he's quite a character. <laughs> um, I also got a... One of the cool things that, that I really appreciated for the, the, the mood setting and the tension building was when you go back to the round table hold and the... What's the guy name? The... Royal Retainer or something? What's his name again? The guy, the guy with, with silver with, armor? The guy with the uh, skeleton armor. That's, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy that's like maximum edgelord. It's, it's, it's called Royal Remains the armor. You get yeah, it. yeah. That one. Uh, when you go back to Roundtable Hold and something is just very off. Mm -hmm. And like nobody's there. And it's like a little bit foggy and... They, they do, do so much to just, like, show you that, you know, something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And then he attacks you. And uh, suddenly he decided that, oh, I'm just going to kill you now. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you just completely wipe his ass and you get his armor. Yeah. But I really liked how they just flipped the script on you. They, they kind of surprise you with these things, like breaking the... It's, it's a similar thing to what Resident Evil 2 Remake did with uh, the fact that Normally in Resident Evil games, the safe rooms are safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there is this one time where you're at the, the you know, at a typewriter and, and the room, and then Mr. X just like comes at you either way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. You you think that by game logic this is a safe place, mm -hmm. and then suddenly it's like, um, uh, by the way, <laughs> it's compromised. Sucks to be yeah. you. Yeah. I love that when they flip the script on you. That's uh, mm -hmm. it's always really nice. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, slight, like you know, slight side note here, but I want to express my dissatisfaction uh, <laughs> at something when um, that I got reminded of when I when I thought of Resident Evil 2 remake, because in the latest state of play, they Capcom showed a dinosaur game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that looked any good? I mean, I don't really know. It, yeah. it looked kind of like uh, Anthem with dinosaurs. Right. But it's that just a huge fucking swing and a miss that they didn't call it. Because Dino Crisis is their IP, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a swing and a miss that they didn't call this one Dino Crisis. But I, I just mean, they should have made Dino Crisis. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Because, I mean, if this game was Dino Crisis, I'd be like, no, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because this game looked fucking mediocre city. Yeah. Um, but 
and they even have like the the the, the one of the main female characters that was shown has the same hairstyle and color as Regina from Dino Crisis. Yeah. That's like a bigger middle finger. I, I, I do hope that they're making some kind of Dino Crisis project that is... Because after Resident Evil remakes and, and how 8 went and like all that kind of stuff, the, the, um, the Resident Evil has gone through a renaissance and maybe mm -hmm. except for, you know, 3 remake, but 2 remake and 7 and 8, great games, love them. And I absolutely adored Dino Crisis 1 back in the day. 2 is also okay, but it's more of an action game. Um, but, like, if, if this team made a really intense um, survival horror dinosaur game that mm -hmm. kind of brings in the same fear that the characters in Jurassic Park 1, for example, or 2, went through, um, like, just focus hard on tension building and just have it be visceral but also intense and just unrelenting mm -hmm. i i really want that <laughs> yeah i uh, i i never played downer crisis but i i know the the love and uh, nostalgia people have for it yeah first one was really good mm -hmm. uh really loved that game and i remember i was scared shitless playing it because one of my nightmare scenarios but also my most beloved scenarios was the whole being stuck in that Jurassic Park kind of situation. Hmm. And Dino, just, you know, having a gigantic visceral fucking predator that makes the ground shake when he approaches you. And the raptors that are super smart and, like, just highly efficient killing machines. All these kind of things, like, just after you, or that you, they can hunt you without you knowing all these kind of things you know um, mm. yeah Dota Crisis 1 really nailed that even having the raptors uh, do the Jurassic Park thing where they follow you through doors and stuff yeah uh, I, I still hope Capcom is actually doing something with Dota Crisis 1 I mean they have to understand and I mean Dominion Jurassic World Dominion is coming out it looks really fun um, I hope they, you know, they cash in on that um, dinosaur hype. Mm -hmm. Anyway, rant over. Back to Elden Ring, I guess. <laughs> There's dinosaurs there too, kinda, with the Dogosaurus Rex. Yeah. What do you think of them? <laughs> I mean, they're. They're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, generally, we could talk about some of the enemy designs. Yeah, because uh, I mean there there aren't many that can kind of be on par with uh, FromSoft design. I think. Yeah. Uh, you have your your Lovecraft inspiration. You have your uh, Berserk inspiration. You know, just things in general being super fucked up inspiration. All things I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's um, you know there's. Where do you start? I mean, just uh, God Godric the Grafted. Yeah, <laughs> he was really intimidating the first time I saw him. I, I I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie. I thought he was gonna wreck my shit, and he uh, kind of did, I guess. But yeah, yeah. And just the fact that when he just phase two, he's just like, oh, uh, I'm just gonna make my arm a dragon now. Deal <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of really... <laughs> the fucking cat statue thing... Yeah. ...is so weird, and it, it, and it moves like that, too, and... There's yeah, a lot I mean, of... Yeah. Uh, a couple of friends of mine, they, they kind of whined about the statue. Really? The, the, the movement was so so weird. Yeah. And I was like, are you, do you not understand that this is how it's supposed to be? Like, this would be a, like a piece of stone moving. Yeah. But yeah, they wouldn't uh, understand. <laughs> I mean, it's uncanny, so it's kind of hard to predict at first, but it, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not that hard. It's not hard to just like die a couple of times and adjust. And yeah. it, like you say, it fits the, it fits the design. Because mm -hmm. it looks like an Egyptian hieroglyph that is alive, and it moves like kind of how you would expect it to. Yeah. Mm. And that's I, I really enjoy that. And there, there's a lot of um, like the the Dogosaurus. I actually had a really stupid encounter with that one. I kind of <laughs> there, there's this. Um, do you remember when you're in that? I keep forgetting the names, but there's the Scarlet Rot place, the Scarlet Rot swamp. Where you have um, what's his name, Commander O'Neill, or whatever his name is, like a yeah, super yeah. modern kind of name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you also have because you're trying to help this this uh, chick to get out of the the curse or whatever. I, yeah. You can tell how much I I remember of the story right now. But yeah. yeah. Th th there's this guy who gives you that needle and stuff that the NPC that you kind of that's kind of like initiating this quest for you. Mm. And he's in a shack like on the outskirts of this swamp and uh, this one time I was just running back to him because <laughs> I got one of the items that he needed and uh, I just ran past a couple of enemies and uh, I went in to talk to him and he's sitting in this like almost rocking chair uh, he's sitting in his chair chilling did the yeah. good dog kill the guy? yeah it just it suddenly the fucking <laughs> dogosaurus just clips through the wall and bites him and he's like so so tarnished you're like ah <laughs> and he just like vaporizes and i'm like are you kidding me right now don't tell me that i have to fucking use the the resurrection thing you know like uh, <laughs> I, you fucking piece of shit so, so I went through the wiki for the NPCs to to pick up some quests before I finish my game, <laughs> and there is a, like a huge in like caps note on his uh, page. <laughs> yeah. Kill the dog before engaging in conversation <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was so dumb. Uh, but to be fair, uh, it didn't actually break the quest at all because he <laughs> got killed, but the voice was still there. I could still talk to him. Hmm. Even though he wasn't there, um, <laughs> and then when I, you know, rested at the um, the, the the grace, he was back. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't really a big deal. But I was worried for a second, and it looked so stupid, too. Yeah, it was kind of like the equivalent of an NPC being victim of, um, you know, when those chariots in the dungeons. <laughs> like when you stand inside the safe space uh the the little indent in yeah. in the wall and but if you stand a little bit too close to one side of that wall the 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 deadly part of the chariot clips through mm -hmm. and kills you because i don't know from soft itis mm-hmm um so yeah, it was kind of fun to see an NPC suffer the same fate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, 
So, I've also uh, seen. Uh, well, what hmm. do you think of the birds with their uh, with the blades on their talons? Uh, I hate fighting them. Yeah, they have super, uh, super like bothersome uh, movement patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're cool. I think they're really good designed, especially the one with the the fire breathing uh, pouch on his neck. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, the the ironic thing is that I didn't have that much trouble with them, uh, but I never went back to you know fight them several times. Mm-hmm. But when I saw. I guess I was a little bit lucky with, um, or, you know, the, the shield and the, the reach of the sword and stuff. So usually, I somehow managed to land a hit on them before they started most of their attacks. Uh, do they kind of get a mini stun when they hit their shield? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then I saw my friend who went two-handed, like with no shield. He just used the guts great sword uh, two-handed, I, just with katana. Yeah, and he—I mean—he's a pretty sweaty and good player when it comes to Souls games. Uh, he's been doing those kind of, um, you know, he's trying to do like speed boss runs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Got really into Dark Souls three and such. He just hated their guts. Yeah, like he suck. got so mad at them. <laughs> uh. It was kind of funny to see him when he's he, he usually he's very cocky and it's always like you know he's like oh no just get good jokingly but at the same mm-hmm. time not really mm-hmm. and seeing him just get wiped by them gave just a tiny bit of petty satisfaction to me <laughs> I'm not gonna lie yeah <sighs> so uh, another one of the enemies I really like uh, are the pots. Or the jars, the warrior jars. From yeah, Jarberg. Yeah. Did you <laughs> find Jarberg? Uh, is that the giant one outside the Colosseum? No, it's it's their their city. Oh no, I don't think I did. Uh, it's it's uh, the the Carrion Study Hall, the one that you can invert. Yeah. It's behind there on a cliff, but you have to jump down some of the the tombstones sticking out of the wall. Oh no! They I were didn't... just a bunch of friendly. Uh, or non-violent uh, uh, jars and yeah. uh, a lot of different flowers. It's really nice. Oh. Um. I mean, yeah, because I mean they're they're kind of like <clears throat> mixed bag when it comes to are they friendly or are they <laughs> assholes? Yeah, because because I I was really intrigued by them. I think they were really cool. So I read all the items uh, like that were connected to them. Yeah. And the way they work is they they put corpses of warriors inside their jar, yeah, and uh, they get stronger based on how strong the the corpse was. Yeah, I kind of got the gist of that when when uh, you do the Redon fight and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. talk to Alexander. Yeah, and after you win the fight, he's like his spirit is shaken and he kind of loses it a bit. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, just absorbing all the corpses there to get stronger and show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, if you complete his quest line in uh, in Asula, Fire Masula, uh, he challenges you to a duel. And he's super easy. He's just like any other like big pot. Yeah. 
Just uh -huh. jump and stun him. Yeah, but when you kill him, you get an... Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the rings, the talisman. Yeah. That increases your... It greatly increases your uh, weapon art. Uh, oh! Yep. And on that the description... Because you did... You get two. I did. I got two. Uh, I believe one of them maybe is a random drop from uh, warrior jars. Yeah. But it's a, a normal like shard of uh, a jar or whatever, and it says yeah. like it increases normal increase to weapon arts, and it says yeah. uh, you can still see the pieces of the warriors left inside. If you read the shard of Alexander, it says almost the same, but it says you can see a red-haired warrior. Oh. inside so he ate radon yeah <laughs> why wouldn't you i guess <laughs> yeah oof yeah alexander it still sucks though yeah because i mean stagger city <laughs> mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. stagger so easily um the only thing about them that can really mess you up is if they manage to pull off their spin attack yeah beyblade mode yeah if that hits you then then take a lot of damage but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you just uh, jump attack them you can just keep jump attacking them into oblivion yeah so you discovered uh, the great way of jump attack as well jump attack yeah i think the first time i really realized how good that is was when i fought um what's his name again misbegotten leonid leonin the the boss in the... all the way south on the beach yeah 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 the one that drops the grafted sword. Because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um. Yeah, I just kept jump attacking him, and, uh. Yeah. He really didn't have much he could do. Yeah, because you get the. If, if you get the perfect uh, rhythm down, so you can yeah. buffer the jump after the lag from that attack. Um. I mean, most people without. Uh, except for the Crucible Knights, they get kind of fucked. I mean, yeah. Some knights can, if they start certain attacks, they will just power through. Yeah. But normally, you can just stagger them to pieces. Yep, absolutely. And suddenly it becomes Super Mario Brothers with swords. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and um, it's the same thing with uh, Blood Bloodhound Garyville. Mm, Is that maybe. his name? Yeah, Bloodhound. Yeah, yeah. The guy who drops the the. Bloodhound Fang? I'm butchering these names, I feel. I'm sitting with a list of bosses, I just have to... Yeah, he's one of the Gaul fights. He's not like a major one. Uh, he He's kind of like the... Um, you know, one of the, the ones from... The mm -hmm. dogs, from dog soldiers that are... Mm -hmm. You know, all full force. He, him too? Just jump attack. Just dodge, dodge, dodge. A backpedal, dodge, jump attack. And keep doing that, and he gets uh, smoked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Just yeah, just do that. And uh, the Onyx Lord, as well. Yeah. I mean, I I use his sword um, when I need to be able to take more damage. I usually use the Onyx blade and and heavier armor and the shield. But the boss, when I heard Onyx Lord, I was like, oh, that sounds terrifying. And I went into his dungeon and all that, and I fought him. And then he 
kept getting super stunned by both my summons and by my jump attack, and uh, he was a pushover. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think my build that I went for uh, was pretty OP. Mm -hmm. uh, like the unsheath ability. Uh, yeah. If you're new, if you're listening to this by chance, by the like the super off chance, and you haven't started the game yet, but you're gonna go for a samurai because uh, the katana weapon art is unbelievably good yeah and when you get the, the sephiroth size katana yeah if you change the weapon art to unsheath you effectively double the range of the unsheath ability oh, and it is insane uh, i can imagine mm -hmm. <laughs> i didn't and, think of that you should you should have seen me after I killed Melania and got her sword as well. So mm -hmm. I was dual wielding several katanas. Yikes! And the weapon art from her sword is the, the triple jump slash super ability. Yeah. And it is at least against like humanoid target, it's insane. Hmm. Against Bossed though, who doesn't really stagger, it sucks. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But still, it looks flashy. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of also want to do a faith run through uh, after I finish my current one because like some of the faith incantations look fucking badass too, like the yeah. white and black flame and all that. Uh, let me tell you this: the, the the damage output of faith spells, yeah, they're not good. Aww, because I did, uh, I had forty something decks and fifty faith, yeah, on my character. And like the the supporting stuff you get is really good, really really good. Uh, the damaging stuff it doesn't really doesn't really hit that hard, you know. Especially oh, okay. if you've seen the damage from the the sorceries, it doesn't yeah. really match. What about the dragon attacks though? I feel like they suck. Uh, my buddy swears to them. Okay. Uh, but you, you have to stand still for a pretty uh, long time, like mm -hmm. in perspective of the, a combat, and you can get interrupted, and it costs a shitload of uh, FP. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, some of them take up two and three memory slots, and like if you're doing fates, you generally kind of want like six or seven spells, I think, for, like yeah. different buffs and stuff, and. I also use the Godslayer seal, which buffs the Godslayer magic, and I tried to use the, the Black Fireball, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really match up to like your weapon damage. Oh man! So, it, it's nice against like uh, enemies who react to fire, like the giant yeah. flowers and stuff. But I, I used it to like give myself a uh, heal over time, buff my damage, remove uh, debuffs, whatever you know. Right. Hmm. Alright then. Well. Um I think we're running a little bit out of time, but mm -hmm. um Honestly, if you haven't played Elden Ring by now, chances are you might be one of those guys that maybe you won't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, as you probably know, but this is, uh, I guess uh, for us, this is more of like an episode to gush about it and just discuss a lot of things we enjoyed about it. And I guess you could probably feel like two, three episodes of this, but um, 
yeah, I, I think I could talk about this game for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I wonder if next time we won't be talking about a uh, derivative of this kind of gameplay in uh, Stranger of Paradise. Mm -hmm. Which has, uh, from the at least the latest demo, that one does not have good art design. <laughs> nor does it have good graphics. It looks like shit, to be honest. Uh, the gameplay is fine, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it felt it felt all right, you know. Some builds were fun. Uh, yeah, it's a night and day difference. That's uh, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I yeah. I just hope for the the fans of Final Fantasy that are planning to get this. I hope that the final build, the retail build of this game, has significantly improved. <laughs> graphics uh, in terms of like turning on anti uh, basic anti-aliasing uh, and such um, yeah. because uh, yeah. yeah yeah no you go I, I just have a finishing thought okay okay so because uh, small small tidbit here but this game I played it I played the demo on the Series X in which you have the typical quality or like resolution, performance, and ray tracing modes to switch between. Mm -hmm. Ray tracing, I get that you have to cap it at like, I don't know, 30 FPS or something because ray tracing is still very, very demanding. However, I refuse to believe that this game in resolution mode should run at anything less than 60 FPS with how shit it looks. So, so resolution mode is actually 30? Because I was afraid to pick resolution mode. Well, I don't know if it was 30. It didn't really feel like 30. It felt like somewhere between there and 60, but it, did, it was definitely not 60. Yeah, okay. I, I've never chosen uh, resolution mode ever in my life, so I don't really know what 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 it would look like, you know? Yeah, I mean, I try it sometimes just to see if I can spot the difference in looks, mm -hmm. but always play on performance mode because the extra frames make the experience always that much better. But this game, why does it have it? Like, why does a game that looks this shitty, I, I, it looks like an upscale PS3 game. Why does it have to be locked at 30 FPS in fucking resolution? I don't get it. Mm. Some, I like, I'm not a game developer by any stretch of the imagination, but. Maybe they have some kind of reason for this, uh, but I, I don't, I don't get it, because it, it looks like shit. It looks like, but it's not even upscaled because the anti-aliasing. It, it looks really muddy and shit. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Character so, models are okay-ish sometimes, other times not. <laughs> and the only thing I actually liked about it were the game, the moves, and the gameplay of some of the classes, and uh, and and Jack Garland's voice in Japanese, because it's one of the famous seiyus, like, or the one, one of the famous voice actors, the one that does Nanami in Jujutsu Kaisen, for example. Yeah, okay, because I heard, but I couldn't place the voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's one of the most uh, commonly appearing voice actors these days in uh, anime. Yeah. So, uh... But, um, wait, yeah. You played Neo, right? Or Neo 2? You played yeah, one yeah, of them? Yeah, I played Neo 2. Because 
they know how to make things look good. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really uh, they do. know how to make good combat because I I really felt like the combat was horrible. I, oh yeah. I didn't yeah. enjoy it at all. That's why I played only like almost an hour, and I yeah. I just didn't want to want to play it anymore. And I'm yeah. not gonna buy it. <laughs> Yeah, same. I'm not gonna buy it either. Uh, but yeah, they they do know how to make Ninja Theory. I mean, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do the yeah, the Japanese one, Nin Nin Ninja Gaiden games? Uh, but this has essentially the same graphics as Ninja Gaiden 2 from 2007 or 8. Mm -hmm. uh, love that game, by the way. Kind of. It was really bloody when I played it when. I'm always get behind that um <laughs> yeah this game i don't know what they're thinking yeah and this is most definitely the final build because you can uh, bring over your save so oh well, i mean boy. close to final build i guess there's like nitpicks and like bug fixing but i mean this is what we get just turn on the anti-aliasing at least man for the love of god and for yeah, the love just... of chaos just like scrap your your combat system and just make a new one <laughs> i mean that'll yeah. only take like 10 days right oh it's <laughs> two days to release isn't it uh yeah the early access release uh at the time of recording is in two days well one one day and two hours if you want to mm -hmm. be <laughs> specific mm -hmm. uh oh well i predict the six out of ten score for this one for for uh, normal like review aggregates yeah maybe five i don't think it's low as four it didn't feel that that bad but no i i, I don't think i'm qualified to say that after like the, the limited time i played true i just didn't enjoy it. i mean babylon's fall that looks like a four out of ten game <laughs> this yeah. one i guess is like six six out of ten maybe Mm -hmm. But for God's sake, don't play it in English voices if you do. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you got something to tell or like to finish off with? Nah. Hmm. I guess. Thank you, FromSoft. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you indeed, FromSoft. Yeah. Couple hell of a hell of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh well. Um, any case, that's been our uh, gush over Elden Ring with uh, some sidesteps here and there um, episode. So mm -hmm. thank you for listening. And as always, stay human. Stay tarnished. <laughs>